people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host, as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by game designer Fraser Simons for a playtest of his new game, Young at Heart. Young at Heart is designed to emulate sports movies like, well, Young at Heart, as well as Bull Durham and A League of Their Own. Movies about a pitcher at the top of their game battling pride and heart for one last epic game. It is super cool. I think you're going to love it. A link to learn more can be found in the show notes. And without any further ado, let's throw it over to me in the past so he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, my guest is Fraser Simons. Fraser, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thanks for uh, having me. So, real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you introduce yourself, talk about any work you might want people to be familiar with, any place people might know you from, where they should know you from, and all that sort of good stuff. Sure. Um, People probably know me most from the Veil RPG that I uh, recently kickstarted about six months ago, which is a cyberpunk uh, powered by the Apocalypse game that did pretty well. Um, This game that we're playing now is like a a little side project. Um, The Veil is probably where people know me most from, and it should be finalized in about a month so I'm pretty excited about that. It's the uh, cool. end of a journey. That's got to be a good feeling. I've never kickstarted anything, so I don't know. But I imagine that's got to be a good feeling to just be like, it's almost done. Yeah, it's amazing. Because like, I knew it would be arduous going into it. But I didn't think it would be as difficult as it was. Not to say that people should be discouraged from from doing it or anything, but just like all the cogs coming together to make a product or sure um, jarring, like you got the layout guy and you've got the art coming together and then you've got to do editing and even more things depending on what's going on. So there's a lot of other people's timelines and life happening and uh, stuff like that. But thankfully we're well behind uh, the schedule that we gave the backers. So we're not one of those good projects good, good, good. that's great that's awesome mm-hmm. so yeah tell me about the game that we're playing this week i am really excited about it yeah me too so this is a passion project for me um it's called young at heart it recreates uh, sports drama stories and it's based specifically on the book for love of the game which got later made into a movie with uh kevin cosner with some tweaks for the format and um you can, like, it's a bare-bones uh, uh, mechanical game that will let you sort of just riff off each other for whatever kind of story you want, and it's very hackable and tweakable to whatever you want. So after you play it once, you could easily just say, I'm going to do a sports story with a football player or, a, you know, wh- whatever you want. Yeah, I, I really, I, re- I read over the rules, and I really like that it, it captures... I was thinking that exact same thing. It captures sort of the essential beats of a sports movie, but I feel like I could, you could move from sport to sport very easily. And I'm a big fan. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm feeling like let's dive in. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, to go. Okay, great. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to create our three main characters. We've got the best friend, the lover and the all important pitcher, which you and I are both going to be personifying and sort of, um, playing out scenes for the duality between pride and heart 
um, which is, you know, quote unquote, the heart of the story. So um, basic thing is we need to come up with um, where was the pitcher born and what is their name? So are we thinking like small town uh, got into the major leagues thing or are we thinking, you know, always a city boy, that kind of thing? Hmm. Or girl even too. I I was leaning towards like small town, Midwestern, very Americana field of dreams. This, but I also kind of like city boy. Mm-hmm. So here, here's what I'm thinking, actually. Okay. What if it is like a, a, a city raised pitcher that then like move got moved out to the Midwest? Sure. And so kind of like a little bit of a fit, like spent his career as a bit of a fish out of water, you know, maybe has a little bit of that city attitude that doesn't quite mesh with like where he actually spent most of his time. Okay, cool. So we'll say like born in like New York or something like that and then had to move. Yeah. Okay. So we'll say uh, born in New York and I'm going to type as silently as possible. <laughs> and how old are they? So this story specifically uh, kind of like bakes in that they're the old guard of the game, you know, like they're the ones that still play for the love of it right. and not like, you know, young kids that are like, I could make a million dollars doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So we can always leave it a little nebulous, but we could just say like... Uh, a mid-pitching range or something right now, like 30 to 40s or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that, like 40s. Yeah, and that's always something we can define more when we're doing more of the game. So what's their name, you think? Do they have, like, a city name, or do they have a, a small town name? Carl Chudley. Carl Chudley. I feel like that's a good baseball name, you know? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Like you see um, Chudley on the back of a, of a baseball jersey, like that feels definitely, yeah. That that would be something you're walking around in like a locker room and you see Chudley and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in the right place. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna know. You're gonna know. All right, that's a, that's that's an old guy baseball name too. So I'm I'm into. I'm feeling good about Carl Chudley. Nice, yeah. Um, oh, and what is their primary physical characteristic? So like. You know, the the protagonist always has some relatable quality that's usually physical, like typically bright blue eyes or, um, you know, uh, something that makes them stand out physically uh, from everybody else. I think he's really tall. Really tall? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what do you think the name of the team they that he pitches for? It could be real or it could be not. Doesn't matter. Last time I played it uh, on the Gauntlet, it, it was the Gauntlet City Kobolds, so it's pretty nebulous. <laughs> Let's go with hmm. Especially since you you'd be better at geography for Midwest than me for sure in Canada. I'm just like. Yep, there's places down there. Let's go with um, Minnesota. Will that be the Minnesota, um, the Minnesota Prairie Dogs? 
prairie dogs. Cool. So uh, they're at the tail end of their career now. How long have they been playing baseball? Like 15, 20 years kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. They've made it's been a, a long and a long and illustrious career. So I'm going to say a solid 20 years. 20 years. Cool. Uh, and what about them drives a wedge between themselves and the new players on the team? I think they've got a I think I think he's got a hot streak. Like I think he's got like a temper that I think flares up. Gotcha. Like I think he's he's got that city boy ego or yeah. that city boy attitude that I think causes problems. Yeah. Because I imagine a lot of his players are like from the Midwest. And so they don't so like he just seems kind of surly and mean. Right. Because like that's not his background. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Okay. And then who taught them how to play baseball? Hmm. The first thing that jumped into my head was Satan, and I'm not going to go in that direction. So instead, yeah. I think we'll say like an uncle. An uncle, okay. Uncle Pete. Uncle Satan, no. His <laughs> uncle, <Pete>. like, <laughs> Uncle Stan. Stan, okay. Better than Satan, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, but close still, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, in which ways in their life are they still uh, a child at heart other than playing baseball? So... A uh, similar thing to that could be like a reckless streak, you know, in their lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's exactly what it is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see him like wanting to kind of like live it up, even though it's like a small town, right? Yeah, and I think he's got yeah he's he's got a motorcycle for sure, mm-hmm. and I think he like he rides it. Kind of, uh, I'm kind of picturing, even though it's like. He's much younger in the movie, but he's kind of got a Maverick from Top Gun thing. Okay. Where he like rolls yeah. in on a motorcycle to the bar and he makes a big scene out of his entrance and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so they've they've given baseball everything they've got, but what did they have to neglect to have such an amazing career? Hmm. Hmm. Family, friends, lover. One of the other main characters is the lover, so we could definitely have like a a thing where they're, um, you know, together, but it's, you know, he hasn't grown up enough to be that much of a commitment type thing. Yeah, or... I like I like that. I like that he's he's got a lover, but he kind of sees he sees it as a fling, despite the fact that it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to prioritize when you're the man. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're Carl Judley. Living, <laughs> Carl that, living that motorcycle life. <laughs> yep. And like, I bet his motorcycle on the plate is like Chud 1 or yeah, something. Yeah, no, it is. Right? It's definitely yeah. Chud 1. <laughs> um, so we'll just say... Um, Commitment issues. And then we'll jump right to to them then. So for the lover, we have a couple more questions, but not as in-depth. What's their name and same primary physical characteristic? If it's like a small town, she could be like like Sandy or something like that. 
or what's another smaller town? I was type thinking like Mary. Wait, no, I can't, Mary? can't. It can't be Mary. I can't. It can't be Mary Sue because that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like Sandy. I think Sandy's a, a very like Americana kind of name. Sure. And then gender pronouns will go. Uh, uh, she. I think she. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what career is she successful in? She is a small time, like a, a a regional diner magnet. Like she owns a chain of diners. That's awesome. Okay. And they're all, like, styled after being, like, down-home cuisine, but there's a lot of them, and they're all identical. (laughs) Gotcha. So she's she's even, like, embodying the ideals of this, like, place that he has, like, a contention for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What have they given up in the past or present in order to make up room for this complicated relationship? Um, I think she had an opportunity to go national. Okay. Like the diners had, there was an opera, like somebody approached her with like a national expansion of the brand. Right. And she just was not ready to make that commitment at the time because it would, would, for her, it would mean that she was, should have to, she would have to spend time away from him. So she gave that up to like be around him and he did not, he did not appreciate it. Gotcha. And then, how serious is this relationship right now? Right now, I think they're on the outs. I think that on it's the outs. like I think they've they're 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 in the middle of a fight, and they're not gotcha. really talking to each other. Cool. This will work very well, I think. Um, last thing is just to add one char- uh, characteristic for the lover, for each person playing in order to complete it. Um, I think she is like got a chip on her shoulder probably then. Yeah, I think that's what attracts them to each other is they've both got a little bit of an attitude. Yeah, they've got the fire. <laughs> um and then what else do you think? She's got a chip on her shoulder and she is sunny with friends and a shark at work. Okay. So, how should we just say, like, professional? Yeah, she is, like, hyper-professional when she's on the job. She has that ability. You know that ability when you can walk into, a, like, a, 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 like, a corporate environment and just shut it off? And you walk out and you're like, hey, everybody, how's everybody doing? And you walk and you're like, let's get to work. Yeah. So yeah, she's, like, cool. ultra-professional. I'm already, like... The, the like, the... Um, the nice thing about these questions in the first place is sort of, uh, what happens is both players get a sort of like loose timeline in their head about like, oh, I totally know how these people met and I know what this fight is about, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be like vying for that narrative control to see what actually happens. So it's interesting to see, um, cause we both have interesting forks to take it in the road yeah we don't know which way it's gonna go so that's what makes the game so exciting for me no i'm already i'm already seeing that and i'm already really liking it so for the best friend uh name and primary characteristic again um so do you think this is somebody that like 
knew them even back when they were born in like the big city? Or is this like a newer best friend? Um, and it's important to note that this best friend is also the catcher uh, for the pitcher. I think that it's a new best friend. I think that it's the guy that shows that shows Carl around. Okay. Like he gets to he gets to Minnesota and he's like, "Come on, I know I know like all the best spots. I know how to have fun." Oh man. So in my head, of course, this is the guy that like introduces him to Sandy and they have like a crush. Yeah, uh, oh like, for sure. Already and then he just like swoops in or something. But we'll see, right? We'll see. Yeah. Uh so what is this person's name? Maybe something like what what's like a uh typical friend zone guy name like Gary or something? Oh, I like Gary. <laughs> Gary. Uh, we don't really need a last name for now, I think. Gary the more names. It's like Gary Chisholm. C H I S O L M, like Chisholm. Okay. Or, or yeah, like Chisholm. Gary Chisholm. Cool. Uh, and we'll go with uh, he, him. Yeah. And uh, what have they had to sacrifice along the way to support the pitcher? I think his his reputation. Because okay. I th- I think what I'm kind of what I think it happened is Gary knows how to have fun. He's a fun right. guy, but I think Carl kind of brings out the worst in him. Uh, like he's like he's like the alcohol for fun, Bobby and friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just keep they're they're they have that they both have that like wild streak and i think that they both like egg each other on to just keep getting bigger and bigger with it and i think okay. that causes problems gotcha yeah cuz like yeah for him he doesn't have as much social currency obviously as a pitcher who right you know has s- such a prestigious career kind of thing yeah and i think and it's we'll- also something where until carl got there like he had a pretty good he was in pretty good standing. Like he didn't miss practice. He was never late. Like he had fun. He hit the bars, but he was never like bad. But now like he misses practice. He misses a practice here and there. Like he's late. Gotcha. He gets in some trouble with the cops. Like it's his standing on the team has taken a hit. Gotcha. And then so what do they know about the pitcher that no one else does? Hmm. This can be a lot of things. Before I've had it, I've had people say, um, like an injury. I've had people say that he's only like effective uh, when they pitch together, like just because of the the counts from the the catcher is the only thing that really makes him effective because he doesn't he doesn't read people that well. I've had him say like, um, you know, a, a dark past sort of things. It's been widely varied (laughs) you know what i think it is i think the the i think carl like beat up a guy real bad in a bar like a bar fight yeah and gary covered like covered it up oh took the hit for it yeah yeah they just they were like we were like the the cops came by to like ask about it and gary was like no we were never there okay gotcha took the hit for carl and then so qualities um 
Hmm. So we each need one uh, characteristic for the best friend. He's... Hmm. When he, like, just talks to people in general, is he already, like, pissed off at them? Or is he only usually pissed off at, like, Carl and nobody knows why type deal? Yeah, I think it's... I think he has the patience of a saint except for, like, except for Carl. Okay. Like, everybody likes him, and I think that also kind of ties back into his reputation. Like, everybody loves Gary. He's Gary. Everybody loves that guy. So we'll say, like patient and uh like likable yeah right cool um so now we're gonna there's two ways of playing this game there's the guided scene way and then there's the hardcore mode of freeform play that we're gonna do um so what we're gonna be looking for is to answer any of these four questions and i'm gonna put them in chat and i think it'd be more fun to like not tell the audience what they are. Yeah. And just frame and go with them kind of thing. So they they don't really know what's going on. But keep in mind that with any of these four questions, um, normally your narrative control uh, is the same as if you were, like when you're playing the picture, you have narrative control. But for these opening scenes, it might not necessarily be the case because you might want to be answering one of these questions by communicating it through somebody else to the pitcher. Okay. So, yeah. Basically, if you have, like, an idea for what one of these would be, then say that you um, have a scene and then just, like, set it up and then just, you know, we just sort of work out every scene uh, together to get the best story. And the duality between us isn't until like later in the normal sure. scenes not here yet all right so did you, you can see these questions that i put yes nice okay and we can always uh answer multiple of these questions in a scene but for each one that we do answer we're gonna roll to start our um our communal pride in either pride or our heart for each one. So if we answer two questions in one scene, we'll roll twice okay. to figure out our dice pools. Sure. So if I have an answer to a question, should I just start setting up the scene then? Sure, yeah. Okay, because I got I definitely have an answer to the first question. Okay, great. So um so real quick, walk me through like the I guess mechanics of setting up the scene, just like, is it a scene? Is it like a flashback? Is it a, a, a flash to the side? Is it like he's on the mound, like thinking about these things? Uh, not yet. These are like the, think of it as like, if, if you watch for love of the game, these are like either the montage moments okay. leading up to the start of the movie or the opening scenes that's, uh, before he gets to the mound. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah, Carl wakes up in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Or he wakes up in his like, like his, his like his nice apartment in the city of Saint yeah. Paul because that's Minnesota, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up. Carl wakes up in his really nice like Saint Paul apartment, and mm-hmm. he is alone. And he looks around and he's real confused by that. 
he he okay. kind of like rubs his eyes and he's like, Sandy, Sandy, you, where where what happened? Are you making breakfast? And like mm-hmm. we get we get a few shots of him like walking around the apartment holding the blanket like a towel, doing gotcha. that doing that classic thing. Yeah, and like he's like, Sandy, Sandy, where are you? Make me a bloody mary. I got a hangover. <laughs> And he finally gets to the kitchen, and there is a Bloody Mary. There's a Bloody Mary made there. Oh, ominous. But there's also a note that's just, like, business meeting, or business conference in Duluth. Mm -hmm. Like, be be back next week. Okay. Cool. And he's like, what the... Oh, come on! (laughs) Okay. Hmm. I'm thinking for number two, then. Maybe the Bloody Mary ties into answering the question in that, like, the coach doesn't want him to uh, start. Like, yeah, like, let's say uh, if you're sufficiently, like, answered the first question... Uh, let's say he, like, goes over to, like, a mirror and puts his hand on his face and kind of, like, drags it down, like, you know, hangover people do. And then, like, kind of has, like, a flashback thing to the coach, like, uh, the skipper of the team, who's got, like, a handlebar mustache and he's, like, super, super pissed and stuff, right? And he's like, how the hell am I supposed to start you when you're, like, always drunk, right? Yeah. And kind of, like, shakes him and tosses him onto the bench and he's like, you're... He's like, look look how far you've fallen, Carl. That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do you have... I think that's sufficient for number two, probably, hey? Yeah, yeah, and that... Yeah. So I think... He, uh... I think that we, we flash back to him and he's looking in the mirror. And, like... We get a few quick shots of him, like, going about his day... Or like going about mm-hmm. his morning, like he's in, like he's standing in the shower with a hand on the wall because he can't quite stand upright, and he's yeah. like walks outside and he stands outside for a second. And he walks back inside and he walks back outside with big thick sunglasses on. Aviators or yeah, because he's just yeah. like it's bright out. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it's real late in the morning too. Like, but he's walking and like a pa- maybe like a paper lands on his on his feet. And, like, mm-hmm. the front page of the sport, he opens it up to the sports section, and the front page of it is, like, paparazzi photos of him, like, shoving a camera out of his face. And yeah. so it's, like... <laughs> What's the headline? Uh, I think it's... Maybe it's, like, a Johnny Cash reference with, like, you can't, like, pitcher can't walk no line anymore, or something yeah. like that. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, walk <laughs> the, it's like walk the line, and it's, ooh, I know exactly what it is. You're right. It is walk the line, and it's a picture of him taking a sobriety test as he was driving, like, got pulled over. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that he's got to, like, I think he's, he see he sees this, and it's clearly, he's not phased by it, so it's clearly not the first time that he's seen it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of why he's got to figure out, like, is this it? He's like, am I burned out? <laughs> totally. Okay, sweet. And then, yeah, sweet. Okay, and then 
I think maybe he gets like a phone call and it's um what's what did we say? It's Gary, right? Mm-hmm. And he's already mad at him because he's like, how come you're not at the game or at practice, right? Like, how come you're not warming up? Yeah. Kind of thing. Practice practice started 25 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. And I think he like throws maybe the whole time he had like a bloody, that bloody Mary in his like hand Mm -hmm. and he like drops it and it shatters. And then the camera kind of goes fuzzy and then it comes back and he's like, um, the only reason that he is starting kind of thing is that like the skippers finally like showed up sober, but it's only cause he didn't have the presence of mind to start drinking yeah. that bloody Mary in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. He's, he's finally sober. So he's going to start. Um, and he starts like, you know, cracking fastballs to, uh, the best friend there. And like, it's the typical thing where it, it sounds like a lot more, fast than it is in, in in real life yeah you know with like for love of the game where it sounds like it's like a freaking bullet mm-hmm. hitting the glove kind of thing because he's super pissed about one not getting to drink <laughs> and two uh you know his lover being out of town and everything right yeah so she's she's gone he's not in his happy stupor and the skipper's probably like um you know you guys haven't been hitting for a long time. Why don't you why don't you just let the new guy pitch? He's eager and he's been hitting real well. And I think I think we like look at the skipper and we're like I've never asked you for anything. Um but today um Carl or uh, Gary Gary catches for me. I'll never mm-hmm. ask you any other time. But today Gary Gary pitches for me kind of thing. Yeah, and I think he does I think he does that, that he, he, I think he like, he's like, look, I didn't want to bring this up, but you know, you owe me a favor and he's got some like real obscure and minor thing that he did for the skipper like once two years ago. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I gave you, yeah. I gave your kid a ride to graduation two years ago. I never asked for that favor back. Or, or maybe he like had to talk to his kid's school. Yeah. Or something, right? And yeah. be like, if you want to be a baseball star, you just got to give 110%. <laughs> and don't do drugs. And he's got, and like, we get a shot of him being like, and stay off of drugs and alcohol. And he's behind the aviators, like, five o'clock shadow. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, I okay. think, he, I think he's, he's pulling every trick in the book to get the skipper. And I think probably the skipper agrees. And as they're going out, he, like, puts a hand on Gary's shoulder and he's like, you keep his ass in line. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, sweet. Okay, so I think we'll transition there to normal scenes cool. where we're going to go out to the mound and um, start flashing back, but we need to generate our pools. Okay. So for each of those questions, we're going to take a stance on either we want pride or heart for it, and then we're going to roll against each other to see what our pools are. Okay. So... For why and how did your lover tell you they were leaving tonight and where are they going? Uh, Pride or heart for you? I'm going to say that's probably... That's probably pride for me because, like, I think that's leading him to, like, shut shut the world out a little bit. Totally. So I think that's pride. (laughs) 
Okay, so you roll a d6, and I'm going to roll a d6 against you for okay. heart, and whoever wins gets that resource. Okay. So I got a four. I also got a four. Oh, and you got a four. Yeah, so we actually both, uh, when we tie, we both get the resource, okay. so it's it's good. So just drag your die yeah. out over to uh, your your pride pool thing. Cool. And then... For the next one, why haven't you started in a baseball game for a while, and why can't you pitch an entire game anymore? Where we decided he was a drunkard. Um, I'm gonna say also, um, probably pride too. I think that's a a thing rooted not in heart. Yeah, I don't <laughs> being think that's drunk. Yeah, I no, I agree. So, so I'm gonna go for pride, and you're gonna be heart okay. on this one. I got a three. I got a four. Four. So heart wins it. Let's drag that over. So you can take it to heart. And for uh, why do you have to decide whether or not to retire at the end of this game? Uh, burned out? I don't know. Is that a heart thing? I think so. I think he has to decide if he still like if he still loves. I think it's rooted in do I still love the game or like have I lost it? So gotcha. I think that's hard. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So you roll for heart. I'll roll for pride. I got a three. And I got a four. All right. And uh, finally, what was the last here. one? Here. Because I was rolling for heart last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, why do you need your best friend catching for you? Um, that sounds kind of hard. I think so, yeah. Because I think it wasn't. It's him. It's rooted in his in their friend it, for him it was rooted there in, in their friendship so yeah yeah and he's thinking like this is me deciding on it too yeah right? so, yeah. yeah okay so I'll be pride and you'll be heart sounds good okay what did I get five oh both all right we're doing well there we go okay so now we decide. Um, Normally, like in guided scenes, we we kind of like divide ourselves into teams. But in freeform mode, um, we we usually just frame up a scene and then go to a point in the fiction where it could go either way, and then we just sort of choose which way we think have like um, the best idea, kind of thing, and which way we want to go, and then we just roll at that time. Okay, so. Same, same thing. Um, and another thing is the normal scenes are taking place as flashback sequences um, in order to, like, we're going to keep flashing back until we've completely decided on uh, what we're going to do about uh, the lover and what we're going to do about retiring or not. And we're just going to keep doing scenes until we're just good with the answer that we have. And then we're, then we're done. Okay. Um, and also usually it helps to make it a linear timeline. So we'll start at like, you know, when I was a boy and started learning to play baseball to like now, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, with that in mind, do you have a, a thing in mind for, for young, untainted, (laughs) untainted, uh, I Carl, I Sh- do, Chudley. yeah. I think, I think we get a flashback. He's walking to the mound. We get a flashback of 
young Carl, and he's still in New York. Like, he's still in the city. He is um, going, he's not at a baseball game. I think that's important. I think mm-hmm. he's with Uncle Stan, but he's watching at a bar. Okay. And I think Uncle Stan is like regaling him with sports stories. And I almost think that's how he like teaches him, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think he's, we're being like, yeah, I see that. That's Willie Mays. And he like tells this really like long story about who Willie Mays is and like all about like, like all about Willie. He's just talking about Willie Mays and Carl's just watching the tiny little TV in the bar. Like, okay. And like drinks are like going by him. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it sort of like seeded his alcoholism too. Cause like, uh, he's like both watching his dad's heroes. while his dad is like doing that thing where he like gets drunk all the time anyway. And it's a completely acceptable and normal thing that men do. Yeah. Yeah. He's like <laughs> watching that. He's watching both of these things. And so like, they're kind of tied together. Gotcha. Okay, so, and then we're we're guiding it to the actions of the pitcher going either uh, like he's going to act in a prideful way or act in a heartful uh, way. So that could be something like him trying to bond uh, with his dad in the moment. Yeah, or like I think it's or like spurning it or something. like I that. I think he's right? like bonding with I think he's bonding with his uncle and it's they're bonding over different aspects of it, like. Uncle Stan is clearly into baseball as a social thing, but right. Carl is is just glued to the screen and like watching them play. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, do you do you want him to act in a heartful way or a prideful way? I'm getting heart. Right? I'm getting heart. Yeah. This is sort of him. Yeah. This is the, sort of the moment that he realized that he wanted to do baseball. Cool. Okay. So. Um, if you, uh, basically at this point we, we roll and if you succeed, then you get narrative control from this point going okay. forward to continue. And if not, then I get narrative control and it doesn't necessarily mean that you like win. It just means that the, the way in which you thought the scene would proceed in a heartful way, uh, might not happen and it'll be more of like a pride thing. Sure, right? sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so let's roll dice. Okay. I got a five. I got a four. You got a four. So it'll end up being a prideful thing. So I think it's still like a, a bonding thing, but I think that he wants to, um, like, I think he tells Stan that, uh, this doesn't look so hard. I could be better than like any of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, maybe I I couldn't remember. Did you say that the Are we watching it with Uncle Stan and our dad? Or yeah, yeah. Let's just Uncle let's Stan. Say, yeah, yeah, they're both there. I think it's like sort of it's all of the guys in that neighborhood. Like it's one of those old. I'm picturing like a '70s, almost like a Will Eisner tenement neighborhood. Where it's gotcha. like just all, or it's just everybody in the neighborhood is gathered around this bar with this tiny TV, 
And this is how they watch baseball. And this is also how they like interact as a group. Okay. So let's say instead of it being like the heartful um, moment where he's like bonding with everybody instead, he, he like, he's, he's like this. I, I want to, I'm going to be a better pitcher uh, than this guy by a mile. And I'm going to show you that I'm better than, than anyone. Yeah. Kind of uh, oh, and I bet that like, yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. And I bet that him saying that like is real unpopular. Yeah. Well, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like New York and they're probably watching like the Mets and you're like, I'm going to be better than the Mets. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're a foolish little kid, you know? Um, okay, so let's pop out of that flashback, and then I I completely forgot to make our talent pool here, but our talent is our resource. That's just like our God-given talent mm-hmm. with our arm, and we're going to spend that resource at the end of each scene okay. until it gets to the end, and at the end of it, there's sort of like a, a special question that we have to answer with a scene, and then we start actually spending these resources okay. in order to keep pitching and like making it through the game. Cool. So, let's see. Ooh, I know. Okay, so let's say it's like, it'll say like one month later or something, and he's got like a striped shirt on and like um, what are the Converse mm-hmm. shoes or whatever, and he's like pitching on the mound, and he's actually like doing pretty good type deal. Um, like it's not whistling fastballs or anything, but, you know, he's doing okay. And then I think... Um, his mom comes up and she's, she's like, got really strong features and Mm -hmm. like, probably like brown hair and like green eyes. And it's probably like a, hmm, not, I don't know if I want to go with the cliche that if the dad's drinking, it's like an Irish thing going on. But, um, I don't know. We'll, We'll say that she's got like, you know, she's, she's a strong mother Yeah, and she, she walks up and she's like, it's, it's time to go. And um, we look, we pan across, and it's like a, one of those old Volvos uh, from like back in the day mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, and they're getting ready to like pack up to go uh, move away to that small town. Yeah. Right? And I think I want to go with um, just to be the black sheep. I'm going to go with Pride and say like he ignores her. Okay. And like keeps pitching is my thing. And then we'll see if that happens. We'll, we'll roll and, and see. And if not, then you get narrative sure. control and it'll be a hard thing. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. I got a five. And I got a one. All so right. You definitely would. <laughs> so I think he, I think he ignores her at first and he mm-hmm. just keeps pitching and he's got like, He's got one of those buckets of baseballs, mm-hmm. and he's just grabbing them and pitching them at a wall, right? Like, he's just pitching them at a wall, and at first, his mom is, like, yelling at him. Mm-hmm. She's like, get in the car. Get in the car. We gotta go. Like, we like we, we were supposed to leave an hour ago. And at first, she's, like, she's giving him a hard time, but then she kind of stops and just starts watching him throw. And, like, as he's mm-hmm. throwing... He you like his throws are getting better and she's just watching and like 
he's thrown harder and faster and we start hearing that like bullet sound effect cool. and she's like you got a hell of an arm kid you could be in the majors one day and like he he looks at his arm and that's kind of the thing that puts that gets him to like go in the car as gotcha. he any kind of like we get a road montage of like driving across country and a lot of it is him just like looking at his arm and like sitting there smiling and thinking about that cool. and maybe once he just whispers like yeah i'm gonna be in the majors one day and then we flash back to him taking the mound cool yeah i like that a lot okay so then it's um i just deleted another uh talent so you're good to go um also everything else that's happening in the stadium is window dressing for us uh, the end game mechanics take care of what the score and stuff finally is, but we can work in like who's batting uh, if they if they land the hit, everything except if they actually um, get on base at sure. all is just it's just window dressing for for all of this or flavor I should say instead of window dressing. Sure, sure, sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. So. Um, and now it still moves back and forth like it did. So since I started that scene, even though you won the last one, it's still your turn yeah. to do the, the next scene. So I think I think we get him like he takes the plate and he locks eyes with the guy at bat. And maybe the guy at bat has like a taped up nose and has some bruises and looks real salty. Right. And is like not happy with Carl and looks like he's just about to like take that bat to his face. And gotcha. he looks at him and he kind of smirks and then he looks at Gary and Gary wants to be mad at him, but he's kind of smirking too. <laughs> yeah. And we flash back to uh, a younger Gary is is behind is at the catch like is catching for like tryouts. Mm-hmm. And we see like three or four guys like throw and Gary's like this and eh, this guy's fine he's not great and like the skipper is like taking in his advice because you know everybody loves Gary so he's like he's like all right is he good and he's like nah this isn't the guy mm-hmm. and I think uh then we we see a young Carl like doing his tryout on base and I think that's gonna be a heart roll for me Okay, so like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's let's do that then, and I'll... I think I got something for pride if this is my thing. I got a two. I, I got a five. All right. So, let's say... Um, I, I think what, I, what I'm thinking with him is that, like, if it's just him, it's always, like, for him, but if there's other people judging him, he's got, like, that reckless streak. Yeah going on right so i think um i think he nails uh, the first couple pitches and like the guy's like damn like kind of his arm hurts a little whatever and the radar says like 110 or or whatever right something crazy and um then the guy like i think it's it's so heated though and maybe his control is still yet to be refined yet that like the batter's like he catches, um, like, he's taken, like, a break, 
or something and he catches the the batter the batter saying like sure but like anyone can can pitch a fastball this kid's like all over the place and then they're like well let's see a couple more and then he it's like that same guy that we're pitching against uh now Mm -hmm. in the in the future and and we just like beat him right in the helmet (laughs) and uh and the guy like goes down and he's like uh he looks at the scouts or whatever and does that gross like spit out stuff from chew and he's like, I can put the ball anywhere I want. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's God, that's pretty great. No, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and then I think we'll we'll like um come back to the future and the, the transition, I bet, is that the ball uh is like going straight for the guy's face again. Yeah. But the guy moves like out of the way, like falls or whatever. And and like the the catcher reaches up and nabs it and kind of smiles. Yeah, I think kind of I think we get a flash uh one last flashback in that scene. The ball flies at the guy in the present. He gets out of the way. Gary catches it and we flash back to young Gary and the place is dead silent. Everybody's kind of yeah. like angry and upset. And Gary just starts, like, guffawing. And he just yeah. laughs so hard. Yeah. And we flash back, and Gary's not laughing, but we see that little tiny smile that you know that he, like, wants yeah. to laugh. Totally. Totally. That's awesome. And then I, I just deleted another cool um, talent. So let's say... Hmm. Let's mix it up a little bit. I think we still have a little bit of work to do to refine his like love of the mm-hmm. game. Cause he's got that chip on his shoulder, but I've had the idea of um, him meeting Sandy for, for like ever. Yeah. I've really wanted so to explore that. that. So yeah, like let's dig into that. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, we like flash forward a few years and um, after a game that they win or whatever, he it probably oh maybe there's like that thing where there's like the newspapers twirling yep. on the camera with like different headlines and it's like young star coming up fast and all this stuff but there it's also mired by like you know young star crashes right. car and like you know all these like different things so you're not sure where he's actually going in life yet and uh, uh it'll have him like dating models and it'll like never last and all that kind of stuff yeah and I think we probably and see then, like. It starts out with, like, newspaper sports sections, and then we go through, like, a few different versions of ESPN. Like, we get that really early one, and <laughs> it, like, just to show, like, the passage of time. Like, their suits yeah. are changing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I think it, like, breaks with the chime of one of those old diner bells, you know, mm-hmm. like the ding, ding, ding thing. And Gary is like, you got to meet this girl. She's like a stunner, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, ah, what do you know? I date models kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, well, the other thing they got here is the best slice of uh, whatever pie Minnesota has. Probably, I'll just say like blueberry yeah, it's the or best something. Because it pie survives you'll ever in the frost. Yeah. Um, so he like sits down and I don't think... Sandy's working just yet, but he orders like the blueberry pie and they're just like um, shooting the shit. And then when it actually 
comes. Uh, he expects it to be that same waitress, but it's it's Sandy. And he like wakes up and he's like, "What took you so long?" But it gets like cut mm-hmm. off because you know we got the the movie star presence going on. And uh, maybe she says something like, um, "I don't know, like hold your horses, cowboy, or something like that." Yeah, right? like she shoots right back at him. Like he mouths off, and she mouths off right back. Yeah, and then, like, when she goes to go get the coffee mug or something, he's got, like, that, um, that little, like, smile mm-hmm. thing, and I think this would be a good place to roll, because he could either really, like, go heartful, and that could be, like, maybe how they actually right. met, or it could be a pride thing, and he totally, like, turns her off, and he's gonna have to woo her yeah. down, like, in the future yeah. kind of thing. I'm going for... I always go for the the underdog thing, so I'm gonna go pride. Right. And I'll it's roll like, heart. and he's, I yeah. got a six. Oh, well, I got a three. All right. So, so what does he say? I think that he's what took you so long, and she's like, greatness takes time. And he kind of like he stops because he's he's kind of he's like he's got he's like a wonderkind at this point, so he's kind of not used to. People like firing back. So right, like he right. kind of stops and smiles and we get a shot of him like digging into the pie with a fork and he's not taking his eyes off her as he eats it. And it's a little bit it it's a thing that would be creepy if it was in real life, but it's a sports movie, so it looks not as creepy. And then right, we flash right. to them like on a like laughing on a date some months later. Like, we see that they've, like, really hit it off because they both kind of have that smart mouth and they kind of respect that about each other. And they're attracted to that in one another. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah, I like that. So I'm going to delete the talent. Do you have, like, a um, what brings it out of um, the flashback to the future transition thing in mind? I don't. If you if you have anything in mind, it could be even like uh, he thinks he sees her. Oh in the yeah, and like people are shouting, right? And then he like looks again, and it's yeah. not her. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And so like his face really narrows, and he gets and he starts to squeeze that ball like he's just gonna like crush this dude's face with a fastball. Right, and then. We flash back to a few year, like maybe, maybe, yeah, a few years after that. Mm-hmm. And we see, uh, like another ESPN montage and we start to get in, like, we start to see that passage of time. The graphics start to get a little more polished and he's on like a super hot streak. Like he is more focused and better than he's ever been. Like he's mm-hmm. on top of his game. He's on top of the world. Like he's making Sports Illustrated covers, and we maybe get we maybe see a Wheaties box. It's like all that good stuff, and then after all of that, we start to get a few more like, oh, he got into a bar fight. Like he got he maybe got a he he spent a night in jail. Yeah, but like yeah, but for we see a good long period where he is just on top, and I think that we cut to like we flash back. As he's squeezing that ball, we flash back to him, like, 
sitting in a chair as maybe Gary and Sandy are like yelling at him to be like get your get your get get your shit in order. Right. They're like what are you doing? Like you like you're like you're backsliding. You're better than this. And I think that's where I think the role is is whether he like turns away or like he lets them help him. Okay, that's awesome, yeah. So it's like intervention yeah. time. So what are you what are you uh, I'm gonna go for heart. I like heart. Okay. I got a a two. Wow, you're on a heart is winning this right. time. Yeah. I think that he like kisses Sandy and he shakes uh, Gary's hand. And when he shakes Gary's hand, we see like a Sports Illustrated cover of the two of them. And it's like mm-hmm. the Minnesota, the Minnesota Prairie Dogs dynamic duo. Oh, yeah. it's like, who let the dogs yeah. out? And it's the two of them like, <laughs> fi- like putting fists up and like they are just the team, you know, they're the duo like they are. Everybody's on notice. So he starts listening to uh, them both in life, but especially uh, on the mound, and he's better for it too, right? And, like, that's really kind of where I think his love of the game is, is, like, when he focuses, when he's not getting, when he's not sort of succumbing to his demons, like, he's just unstoppable. And I think that Gary brings out in the same way that he brings out the worst of him, like maybe we get a few, maybe we we see like a few of these covers and a few more like the like the like maybe a Who Let the Dogs Out cover and it's them both at a bar, and we see that they're like right. insep- inseparable, but also like that means that they're hitting bars together and stuff. But like when they're cool. when they're on their game, they're unbeatable. And we cool. flash back. Okay, he's squeezing that ball, and we flash back. We see. Gary throw a number one and he stops in his tracks and he's like, all right. And that's our transition back. Cool. Okay. So that's the last, uh, talent, which means when that happens, uh, instead of doing a normal scene, we answer a question that I'm looking at now. What takes you out of your memories? Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is like, okay. Yeah. Why well, instead of, uh, reading it out i'll just do the scene i think that i think that uh his dad dies yeah right and we have like the procession uh coming and it's like a top down Mm -hmm. scene with the water pouring down and he's looking just like like crap and sandy's looking at him kind of like oh this could be like the thing that puts Mm -hmm. him back in the backslide Mm -hmm. thing right um so he carries it in and he gives words at the funeral and stuff. And when everybody's like um, shaking hands and all that stuff, uh, there's like one of those little TVs in it that's on. And it's a replay of that same game that they played uh, when he was uh, oh. saying he was better than the Mets. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the role is going to be uh, either heart or pride. And I think heart is maybe he like, goes for Sandy mm-hmm. 
and pride is maybe he just like starts going out there and starts like pitching against yeah. a tree or something like that, right? We'll see. Um, which one, like, what? Which one do you have a clear picture of, and which one do you? I want think to I be? have a clear picture of pride here. Okay, let's roll an Albie okay. heart then. Four two heart. pride two. Alrighty. So yeah, I think like I think for whatever reason, since it's a sports movie, he has like mm-hmm. a baseball on him. Oh, you know what? It's the baseball that he first was playing with yeah. at that field. Where his mom told him to come along, and he puts it, like, on the coffin, right? Uh, And there's, like, this moment where he's looking like he might, like, take it and go outside and, you know, like, wail Mm -hmm. on it and be, like, super pissed off. But Sandy, like, walks in and gives him, like, you know, that look that people that have Mm -hmm. have been together forever give each other, like, "Don't, don't do it kind of thing. And... He's, he, like, grabs the ball and starts walking out, but then it's inevitably, uh, you know, that's just the twist mm-hmm. in the movie where he, like, turns to her instead and they yeah. start kissing. And and then, like, I think when it um, flashes back to um, the main thing is he comes out of that um, gripping the ball like he was with her when he was kissing her and he like starts moving his arm around and like stroking it and stuff. Like it really hurts and stuff. But, um, I think he's like clutching at that moment in order to like keep throwing, uh, the ball. Yeah, for sure. So from now on, we'll have to consume a pride and a heart each, uh, to, to keep framing scenes. But our main goal is to like kind of wrap up now kind of thing. Sure. So, I think that the next scene is going to be, I'm going to say it's a heart scene. So, I'm going to spend one okay. of these heart, right? Or do we... Oh, no. Uh, at the oh, end of it. the scene. At the end. Yeah. So, everything's normal except at the end of the scene we'll get rid of a pride I gotcha, and a I gotcha. heart. I gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. He, I think, like, he's standing there. He locks eyes with Gary. And we flash back to, like, an epic bender. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. he kisses, he kisses Sandy, like, they make up, but the second he sees Gary, like, all bets are off. Like, Gary, right. Gary is there to provide a much different cathars- cathartic experience than, and so. Yeah, Gary's way of getting over things is to get Yeah, so we get, like, an epic bender, and we see, like, the mugshot, where they both get a mugshot, and maybe this is when oh yeah he does the uh, maybe this is when he beats a guy up like somebody oh, somebody makes a yeah. comment about his pitching and he just starts wailing and Gary's got to pull him yeah. off and that's when Gary lies gotcha. for him and he's like no nah, we were never even there I don't know what you're talking about because he knows that he's gotcha. hurting so if the, if it's a like it, if you're looking for a heart if you want a suggestion you could be like it could be the aftermath of that whole thing that you just said except they're in jail and sandy's there to bail him out if he like is willing to you know say the things or not kind right of thing, right because that would be definitely well, I actually yeah pride. i'm actually yeah yeah i like that let's go with that that's really good okay um and which one do you want to be um i'm gonna be pride for this one okay okay i got a three and i got a four so heart um 
Ooh, yeah, this will be good. So I think what ends up happening, right, is that, yeah. So this is where the divide between um, Gary and Carl happens completely because she's like, she's admonishing uh, Gary completely and saying like, you know how easy it is for him to like mm-hmm. slide back and his his dad just died. And I think she's also thinking like, you just sort of like, gave a really shitty memory for me right after I just had this yeah. really nice one with yeah. him too, right? So she's like taking it out on him. Uh, and she's like, I'll get you out of here, Carl. But uh, like from now on, if you, if you want to be with me, you're going to have to um, like not see each other. Cause you guys yeah. are bad. You're bad for each, each other. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And like the, the, uh, jail cell like clangs and we get a picture of um gary's face looking like super hurt and then it turns to like anger and it superimposes on to the Mm -hmm. pitcher's face carl uh in future right now with that same moment of anger on his face as he just like whips of like Mm -hmm. fastball yeah and then we're gonna consume heart and pride um let's see so oh yeah okay so we're we're deciding what to do if we're gonna go after the lover and if we're gonna retire let's each take like responsibility for one of those things what one do you want to be do you want to are you more interested in finding like like basically at the end of this game we're going to be rolling to see if we succeed at doing each of these things um anyway so if we're if we both sure. have it in mind uh, from now on, it might be easier. Sure. So it's retirement. What was the other one? Going like what to do about her lover, like let her go. Uh, I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm feeling that one. Okay. Cool. So I'll be whether or not we retire, and that will be rooted in the game. Which you know what? I think I have a clear answer to that just from. Uh, what's happening with the the pitches right yeah. now you know like i think that love of the game is sort of like yeah uh, growing i think, I, I think definitely this, right? yeah yeah so um do we um do we need another scene to figure out what's going on with the love yeah of the i think then? so i think so okay why don't sure. we take that then um i think this is uh maybe the moment that maybe they're having like an argument they're mm-hmm. having an argument because like he w- he went out drinking again and like he's uh with yeah. Gary. Yeah, the two of them hit a bar yeah. again. And it's it's a while later. Like he was on his best behavior for a while, but like then they went out again. They yep. got blitzed. She's like yelling at him yep. and I think this is the moment when she's like she's like I could have gone national and I didn't for you. I I needed to be here to make sure that uh... like I could take care of you and he's and I think that the role is whether or not he like appreciates that, and like, or he or like, like you, you're your own woman. You can yeah. do what you want. Like, why put that on me? Kind of thing. Sure. Uh, which one I'll do you want to be? Heart. I'll be heart for this one. I got two. Okay. Two. Six. Oh man, we're gonna be a, an asshole. Get ready for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, like it won't be an asshole thing, but I think he'll be like, 
he'll like stop talking when she says that and place his like hands on her shoulders and her head sort of like bent. Uh, but, and she's like super angry and like shaking. So he like holds her and then he like whispers in her ear though. Like, um, I never asked you to give up like anything for me. And it's this very like, um, like he, he's saying it to believe it, but he knows yeah, it's not he, true. He knows that he asked like, her to do it. Even if he didn't like literally yeah. ask her. Exactly. But the pride thing is he can't yeah. admit it. So that's what he whispers instead of it. And maybe she like pushes him away um, and she's like, fine, then I'm going to go. If that's the case, I'm going to go do my job. And she like walks out. Oh, yeah. That could be bringing us up to time yeah. now then. Like maybe that was last night. And then that's why there's like the Bloody Mary, right? It's, she's like, that's what you actually right. want. So here's your Bloody Mary and I'm gone. Oh, I love that. Thing, right. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So. Um, if we're both ready, then what happens is it goes to the final pitch okay. of the game. And what we do is we spend the dice on moments that we want to be true okay. in the final scenes, leading from like the scoreboard, um, who's who's batting, if they hit, uh, if, you know, the people in the infield get it or not, like all sure. of those things. We're just spending all this okay. dice on it, um, but we're leaving it in pride or heart because we'll be rolling it okay. after as well. So, um, oh, and we need to consume the last ones for that scene. There we go. So, um, yeah, basically we're just trying to make an epic scene, you know, like, uh, like, oh man, it could be, uh, it could be either like a perfect game that we're going for. It could be, um, yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, I think this is the pitch that will determine if he's throwing a perfect game or not. Okay, perfect. So, um, for the f- first moment, then, maybe let's have that. I want to have his realization on his face that um, he did yeah. ask her to do all of that stuff. And that's the okay. first die. And then what do you want um, after that? I think after that, I want him to uh look Gary in the eyes and like his eyes narrow and Gary's eyes narrow and Gary smiles because he can see he sees that Carl like he sees that Carl gets it. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I think that like he has like this ooh, yeah. I think we see that it's that same guy that we like tried to bean in the head. So that it's gonna sort of like take a, a better pitch than normal. Uh, to win kind of thing it won't be like a normal pitch i think he the next thing is he was on the prairie dogs for a while and like trade like went free agent and traded himself to like get a bigger contract he's real he's a real heel uh okay so i think we're gonna like ooh. Let's we're going to throw like the fastest pitch that okay. we ever threw, even from like when we were yeah. younger. Right. Like it'll be like one fifteen somehow, even though it's like 20 yeah. years later kind of thing. Um, and I think like, yeah, so it'll just be it'll like um, leave like my moment will be it leaving the glove and then the camera panning to show like one fifteen right, yeah. miles per hour kind of thing. This is the next moment is. He pitches it, and 
it is uh it's a, um it's a, he pitches it and it's a strike and or yeah i think it's a strike um when it's a strike maybe that's when we look at the board and we see like like the camera slowly pans to zero 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 yeah. zero zero everything and he notices it's like the, yeah. the perfect game as well and i think um i think the the next thing is the commentator he's never thrown a perfect game before he's never done this this is never like this will be a first in his illustrious hall of fame worthy career maybe oh yeah for the third one then i think Mm -hmm. uh, like we have three more for this next one i think all the fans at yankee stadium who are notoriously huge hecklers and stuff actually start clapping yeah and like say like i gotta give it to you so then is that oh man that's definitely the second one is that they're in new york is that they're in New York, so like the it's the Prairie Dogs and the Yankees, and he traded himself to the Yankees, or the Met. Yeah, it's got to be. I think it's got to be the Mets because he was watching the Mets earlier. Oh yeah, right. Because because he's like, also and he's place. he and he had yeah. never won over that crowd before. Like when he said he was going to be great before, they brushed him off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Last moment. Should we make it that the mom is there? Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So we'll say like. He, like, scans the crowd as, like, all the people are swarming him, like, his teammates and stuff like that. Um, And, like, they're all shaking him and stuff. But he only sees, like, his mother, maybe. Yeah, I like that. In in the crowd kind of thing. That's great. And then the last, we have two final scenes, and it's just uh, seeing if we get the last things that we want. Okay. So for heart, for heart, you don't even have to roll, because we have uh, six so it's like you rolled a crit already, okay. basically, because you can't you can't really. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can just describe the heart scene. OK. Which is, yeah, whatever you had in mind for um, for for heart. Um, I think the heart scene is he throws a pitch. OK, tell me if this is if this is too far. Okay. I think he throws <laughs> the pitch and we cut to a TV screen. Okay. And Sandy is watching. Oh. And the pitch okay. goes, and she's just like, you glorious son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think that's the heart scene, is that she is watching this, and she has, she sees that he has found himself. Okay. Awesome. Um, so, so, we don't know if they get back we don't know if they get back like, together but we, but she sees that he is that this is a changing moment for him right like uh right okay and then let's say that for pride then i think he he is going to keep playing but instead he puts in for a transfer later on for wherever she was supposed to go for that um, job of hers yeah and he like already puts in like he a uh, transfer for there and we see it laying on their kitchen table just like the bloody mary was except mm-hmm. that's there the transfer things and, and, and then so it the, just fades out maybe yeah hey. the last shot we see is her walking into the apartment yeah like from this conference and that's on the table is like transferred to like washington or whatever yeah, and then we just don't know what happens after that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that and that's game, right? Yep. And then it just and then it just fades to black and it says young at heart. That's great. I love that game. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I love it, and it's uh, it's nice because all you have to really do is change up those four questions. Yeah. And make whatever sport or whatever you want, right? Like all it is is really priming the mm-hmm. dramatic stuff at the beginning. And then just exploring it until you know what you want the ending to be. And yeah. then see about getting that ending. Yeah, oh, what a good game. So, yeah, it's it's nice and, and light, but I think it does what it, uh, you know, needs to do. And I also find that, like, the I like the idea of the duality between pride and heart, like, being like you... you you really need both of those to have good scenes, yeah. even th- even though one seems better than the other. For sure, yeah. No, I really, I love, I, I, I loved it. It was awesome. Fraser, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was great. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks. So, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Um, best place to find me is Google+. That's where all the <laughs> indie game designers are. Uh, surprisingly enough, we're in a what? dead... One day Social I will understand Google+. Plus. One day. <laughs> yeah. um, and you can just find me under Fraser Simons. I'm also on Twitter at Fraser Simons. Um, and, yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Fast Me. And thanks again to Fraser for coming on to the show. That was awesome. I loved it. That game is so good at capturing that specific sports movie aesthetic. I, Gosh, it's really great and you should check it out. A link, to, a link to the game can be found in the show notes. Also be sure to follow Fraser on Google Plus and on Twitter at Fraser Simons. Then follow us on Twitter at Party of One Pod and like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you want to hear more from me, uh, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast where Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts and turn them into lovable, living, breathing role-playing game characters. We released not one, but two new episodes this week for you. One featuring Mr. Jeans, a professional wrestling managing mushroom man, and the other featuring Swift Wind and the Messenger Sword. A superheroic tale about a mail carrier and their idealistic, intelligent sword. They're both pretty cool. You should check them out. A link can be found in the show notes. If you really enjoy Party of One, consider backing us on Patreon to help pay for hosting fees, new equipment, and so forth. Uh, we just refigured some of the Patreon goals, so basically everybody at every backer level gets a little bit more. So check it out. Uh, backers at $5 of to get uh, access to every upcoming episode of Party of One as soon as it is recorded. Backers at $15 and up get to play a game with me on their birthday. It's all pretty cool. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, uh, please email partyofonepodcast at gmail.com with advertising in the subject line. That's it for me. Until next time, thanks for listening, and party on! Never gonna die.